Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This episode of All About Android is brought to you by MailRoute.info. MailRoute is a secure hosted service that provides enterprise-grade virus and spam filtering to companies of any size. Try it right now, absolutely free, at MailRoute.info. Monday, April 4th, 2011, and welcome to another edition of All About Android. This is your weekly source for the latest news, hardware, and apps for the Android faithful. I'm Eileen Rivera. I'm Jason Howell. And I'm Ron Richards. We're back. Episode dos. That means that uh, we've been renewed for another week for the show. (laughs) They can't stop us. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, if we continue doing okay, they'll renew us for a third week. Exactly. We'll see how that goes. Hey, this week, we're going to talk about music in the cloud, in-app billing, and uh, a lot more of your feedback. And we got a ton of feedback after our first episode. Thank you so much. There's so much... So many questions I want to answer um, yeah, totally. and yep. uh, suggestions and tips and great voicemails. We can't get to all of them, um, but we'll try. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll try. We've got a, a nice little feedback section. But yeah, like you said, we, we got inundated with uh, really positive feedback about uh, episode one and yeah. feeling like we're kind of doing okay here with this, uh, with this show. show so far. Thank you. Right off the top. So that feels good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what's been going on with the both of you? Uh, in the past week. <laughs> you go for it, Ron, because I think you've got a lot more exciting <laughs> exciting yeah, week than I I'm, I'm wiped. I was in San Francisco this past weekend was WonderCon, the comic book convention, and I was working that, so my voice is practically gone, but I'm here. Nice. Not going right. to miss the show, so yeah. But yeah. Uh, right, cool. I'm a little tired, but it was a good time. It was great. For the past week, checking out the World of Comic Books down in the Moscone Center down in San Francisco. It's very cool. Right so. on. We did you guys the, make it to the show? or? Uh, yeah, I did, actually. I made it on Saturday, and I walked around. Um, I actually sat in the panel room for a long time and um, just watched a bunch of trailers and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and then I roamed the floor for a little bit on Saturday, but that was about it. But that was fun. I had a good time. It's a fun show, yeah. Good yeah. times. It's a warm-up nice. for Comic-Con, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, it's totally Comic-Con practice. It totally is. And practicing both for, you know, my your exercise and your feet and my liver and all the... All the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, why don't we go ahead and get started? We've got some news. That's right. Boom. That was nice. fancy. Yeah. Fancy. <laughs> Spiced it up a little bit. <laughs> so, so to kick things off, Eileen, you mentioned we're going to be you know, talking about some music in the cloud. And that was mainly kicked off because so I'm out the other night and I'm checking Twitter on my phone. And I start seeing all these tweets about Amazon released this cloud player. And I literally left the bar and ran home to see what was going on. Seriously? I, seriously, that's what happened to me. I don't know if people follow me on Twitter, but I was I ran home and then I got up as soon as I could get get home and check it out. And I was tweeting some of my immediate feedback. And we're actually going to get into it a little in more in depth later on in the show. So I had a little bit of a tease here. But the big news was that you know Amazon launched a cloud solution for music, which allows you to store up you know upload and store your MP3s to their service and then stream it to your phone, um, use it on the web. Um, uh, pretty much everything Lala was and a little bit more. Um, so I was super, super excited because I'm a big music fan. I've wanted this kind of solution. So I don't want to get too much into what my thoughts are, but uh, it, it, it exists. So yeah. Nice. 
Yeah. That's what we call a tease, ladies and gentlemen. That's coming up <laughs> later in the show in the app section. Yeah. All right. Also, Android in-app billing goes live. Uh, Google finally launched in-app payment support for Android applications, uh, such as the new Tap Tap Revenge, uh, Gunbro, Dungeon Defenders, and Comixology all have in-app purchasing. Uh, Google will take the same 30% cut that Apple takes from in-app purchases. About time. Very glad it's here. Yeah, I'm sure developers are pretty happy to have mm -hmm. that as well. Uh, and then finally, uh, last week we talked about the delay of distribution of the Honeycomb source code and, you know, the, just basically the definition of open source, how that relates to Android. Now there are some rumblings that most... Um, spawning from this Business Week article that dozens of executives working at key companies in the Android ecosystem, uh, Google is actively working to gain control and finally say, uh, and basically have the final say over customization of its mobile OS and possibly demanding that content partnerships, OS tweaks, those types of things, get the blessing of uh, Sir Andy Rubin before proceeding. Ooh. So. Well, you know. <laughs> I just go back to the what would Andy say thing. That's all I yeah, can think it, about. The, the mouth movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we really should have thought, thought that a little bit further in here and gotten a direct quote because we could have used that little visual gag again. Um, but, I, I, yeah. What, I mean, I, I don't know. It's tough. It's really t it's a tough situation because I don't blame them for doing it. Absolutely. Me either. You know, it makes perfect sense from a business standpoint. So mm -hmm. it's just it's, it's a challenge when, when you live in a world of open source and all that sort of stuff. And it would be great that you can just put it out there and let people do what they want to do. But, you know, we're talking millions of people using it. You yeah. Know, and yeah. with all the different flavors and variations, there needs to be some level of standard. So it's got, they got to find some happy medium. So Yeah. And, they, and they're actively working at this point, it seems like, to kind of change the, the, uh, what, what Android had, the perception of Android yeah. and uh, you know, will that be a good decision or a bad decision? I think ultimately it'd probably be good uh, to kind of tighten up the experience, but people are very used to hearing Android and open in the same category, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, it's actually open is a completely different discussion, but um, that's, a, that's a hard switch to make uh, midway. So we'll see. And from uh, Google to carriers, right? Oh yes, yeah. so um, now this is the yeah this is the the challenging <laughs> one here. Yeah. So so basically we were uh, we were forwarded this article. I gotta scroll down here. Forward this article: uh, bootloaders, routing manufacturers, and carriers. And it's basically a a pretty long and lengthy uh, discussion piece uh, from a developer. Um, a P3 Droid, who has worked on some uh, some some root software, and I can't remember if there was a name of the exact uh, OS he was... So he's been working, like on, working on Android for about 17 on. months. Um, okay. You know, so it sounds like he's a guy who's got, he's got a lot of experience on the Android platform. And this, this is actually a forum posting in the MyDroid World uh, forum. Uh, and I just, it's fascinating. We were, before we started the show, I was reading through it, and it's just like a really interesting point of view from a developer and how the information that they're getting when it comes to rooting and developing applications and what the carriers are doing to know how many people are rooting it. I had no idea, and he talks about it a little more. He found out that apparently um, they're using the updates, uh, sending out by sending out the updates to phones, the rooted phones don't accept the update, but that's getting reported back to the carriers so they know how many people have rooted their phones. 
And so then the question is, okay, well, what, what, why do they have that information? What are they going to do with it? And then how are they going to change things to keep people from rooting or put, you know, put parameters around that? Um, and how does that affect developers? Yeah, and um, it's yeah. kind of kind of a sketchy uh, switch to to be had. It kind of has, from what I understand, uh, a large majority. There, there was we we mentioned it very very briefly last week that the Droid X and I think the Droid Two possibly mm -hmm. there was a gingerbread, yep. uh, an unofficial gingerbread leak out there. Mm -hmm. So people, you know, rushed to to install that on their on their droid phones um well it's very possible that a lot of those people you know are, are kind of scared about about the implications of this because it might mean that with the new version of gingerbread that they've installed on their phone they might be you know pulled into this tracking but yeah, we got oh sorry go I was going to say is uh, he makes a really, I think, salient and important point that a lot of the practices that are being done for this are not unique to Motorola or to Verizon. That like this sort of data tr transferring and tra tracking stuff like that, a lot of the carriers and a lot of the um, a lot of the manufacturers are doing it. So it's not like a strange practice. Yeah. But it just it's not. It's a the future of being able to root and mod your Android phone might be a little, the road might be a little shorter than people thought. Yeah, it's a little sketchy, yeah. but we were yeah. we were sent this uh, from Mark A, who emailed this in. We wanted to kind of throw it out there. We didn't have a whole lot of time before the show to kind of digest the information and figure out exactly how we feel about it, other than, you know, a little bit of trepidation. Right. I root my phone and, you know, from what I read here, I might not be in that target category because I'm on really old hardware, but eventually I'm going to upgrade and I'm probably going to want to root my phone just because I'm used to that. So this may affect me personally. Uh, we're curious to know how it affects you and, and what yep. you think about this. Send us an email, aaa at twit.tv, uh, or you can leave us a voicemail, 347-SHOW-AAA, and let us know how you feel about this. Maybe we can work on uh, possibly bringing in a developer um, of some sort on next week to kind of give us their impression, their take uh, from the developer standpoint on this because it seems like a pretty potentially a pretty big deal that would be great that point of view from the developer side is just so fascinating to me just to see what the challenges they do and try to because developers want to push the envelope and you know and and obstacles that keep them from doing that like you know like this you know challenge development so absolutely yeah, yeah. all right cool well let's move on to hardware what oh. <laughs> i didn't have the volume up on that one <laughs> There we go. Did you like that? That was cool, right? <laughs> that was yeah, cool. Eileen, you, you made a lot of these graphics, actually. So oh, I just had fun. You get the credit on those. Uh, I, we're going to start off with my first week's impressions on the Zoom. And, um, you know, I wanted to, you know, last week I only had it for a day. It really wasn't fair. So, um, and just to clarify, I also have an iPad. So I think I kind of get this tablet thing. You know, mm -hmm. um, and so I've been playing around with the Zoom for a week now, and um, you know the number one question that I keep at, get, getting asked by um, just the general population of users is, okay, look, I'm looking to buy a tablet. Should I get the Zoom or the iPad too? Tough question, but um, I think I've come up with a reasonable answer for this that shouldn't really get me into too much trouble. Although it might, I don't know. <laughs> um, listen, the Zoom uh, since I've been using it is. Pretty much, I feel like where the original iPad was a year ago, uh, and they're having their year, year anniversary um, as of yesterday, uh, April 3rd. And uh, when you got it, not much going on yet, hardly any apps, but there was a lot of potential. And that's exactly where I see the Zoom at. Last, last week, Ron, you said, you know, hey, we're at the top of the first inning. You're right. Yep. And it's all very new. If you were an Android, you know, if you were the Android faithful, could care less about iOS, um, 
and you want to jump in now and learn and, 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 you know, understand the tablet space from the Android perspective, this is your tablet. This is great. Um, and there's going to be many more. I mean, we heard rumors about the LG Nexus tablet. Great. Um, if you are a, um, and, and I think you'll enjoy the experience, quite frankly. Um, if you are an average consumer looking for something easy, looking for something with all the bells and whistles, then I have to recommend the iPad too. I mean, that is the granddaddy. That one is there. It's ready to go. It's got everything, mm -hmm. you know, and it's a pretty decent, you know, device. Um, that being said, um, you know, with the Zoom, I've had, you know, a lot of fun reading. I've had a lot of fun, um, you, know, you know, downloading apps, playing some games. Um, a lot of the quirks that I, and the um, complaints I had last week, are all starting to change because all of these apps are updating. So, uh, for instance, this calendar app, Jort, that I really like that Ron told me about, um, it works now. Like, Yay. I was complaining last week. Oh, I couldn't sync. Well, guess what? Later that night, they came out with an update. Yay! <laughs> they heard you. Yeah. <laughs> um, gaming is actually really fun. I can't wait till there's actually more games on the horizon for this, for this device because... Oh, and I'm trying to play uh, a snowboarding game right now, and I'll show you how that, that is. Um, but, you know, the screen is nice and gorgeous. Hey, game, why don't you start? Uh, and I only see, again, I see the potential more and more. It just won't load. <laughs> you, get the, you get the screen, and it's like, hey, come on. Is it locked up, or is it just know. a long boot screen? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. It shouldn't be locked up. Huh. Come on, snowboarding. Um, hmm. Okay, I'm going to have to show you that game in just a minute. Um, and, oh, yeah, how about this game? Sorry for those of you who are listening and not uh, watching. But, uh, yeah, no, reading is fun. Um, I have to say, you know, loading video and the video quality isn't that great to me. Uh, I don't know if it's the 10.1 size. I don't know if it's the, you know, the way it's stretching the, um, the video. But I, it's a little grainy. Are you streaming video? Or are you, I am uh, streaming what? video with YouTube, and then I also have some video that I downloaded uh, and put onto the um, put onto the uh, to the Zoom. So, but let's let me let me show you this game. This is not that bad. Okay, I've chosen my plane. Boy, I'm having user error here. <laughs> Live, fun, fun, fun. Mm. Okay, let's restart. Sorry, guys. Strange when this happens on a, on like a demonstration too, because you're like, oh, that hasn't really happened to me before the demonstration. But when it really counts, it does. I yeah. know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna not, keep playing yeah, with this. Create, you didn't create the app, or <laughs> the I will. Just, uh, I you know, I'll probably in the middle part of, of the experience in the okay. middle of Ron's uh, story. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. Wait a minute! I got the game to launch. I'm playing. This is fantastic. This is so fun. <laughs> Check it out. No, this is actually yeah. what happened to me last time. But anyways. Yeah. Oh, brother. Well, see oh, what well. I mean? It's not quite intuitive. That's my complaint with a lot of this stuff. And I know I'm using it wrong, okay? Um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Richard Dia in the chat room says, enough said. I'm getting an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see? Did you see? Uh, let me see if I have any other let's see, video. Oh, some things work. It does. Trust us. Yeah. See, okay. Now this is an HD, but, um, let's see if I can get this to work. You know, the show. Nice. So, you know, this is not HD, but this is kind of the quality that you have. This is a video that I put onto the zoom, which I used do. I used, um, double twist to, uh, 
to put the video on to the, sync on your the video yeah, onto to the, video. the device. What do, yeah. what do you uh, see as far as lag is concerned? I feel like lag's just one of those things that'll lag on destroy just lag on 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 the user interface in general yeah, I mean, going from one app to another sw switching yeah. screens it's like after a while you use something and you 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 tend to notice that lag the more you use it and mm -hmm. i don't know it just seems to get in the way a lot of the times um i noticed it jumping from you know even in the browsers mm -hmm. uh you know even going from tabbing from one link to another um i do notice it a little bit um but it also happens on the iPad as well um, when you're moving from you know application to application. So um, you know again, it's not quite the smoothest experience yet, mm -hmm. but I I have to think that they're going to get there. And I say that now. Today is what April fourth. Who knows what's going to happen in September? This could all change by then. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. six months later, um, this thing could be really snappy um, and and updated and. Obviously, there are more apps coming into the marketplace. I, I really think that's where it's going to be at, you know, because mm -hmm. um, otherwise, you know, you, you want to use it for gaming. You want to use it for a lot of other things. And when Netflix comes on this thing, if it ever does, that's what I use my iPad for. I watch streaming, sure. you know, um, and videos and reading and all that stuff. So, um, again, this is only my first week with uh, the device. And what I'd like to do is actually hand it off to my compadres here. I'm going to give it to Jason this for the next week. Sweet. And he doesn't have a tablet at all, so he's not tainted. No, like me, I'm tainted, right? <laughs> um, and then after that, we'll give it to Ron so that Yay. we'll all have a, like an equal week experience together. And then he'll come back to me and we'll just kind of, you know, we'll, we'll pass it along. And, yeah. and I think um, that way we're all knowledgeable. So it's not just me talking about it. Um, and we're all probably going to have different reasons and different um, purposes to use different ways that yeah. it gets used. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, what I'm, you know, what I'm interested in is is seeing what your experiences mm. are. Absolutely. As well. I mean, I'm I'm still in that camp of I can't find a reason why I need a tablet. Mm. I'd I'm sure I would love to have one. I don't know if mm -hmm. I'd plunk down the five six hundred dollars right. for a tablet because I can't really justify it in my life. Like, why do I need that? I have a laptop. I have a desktop. Uh, and when you're and I have Lucy, a phone that I do a lot of my yeah. horrible stuff on. Well, when so. you're holding your baby and then you've got this this tablet here, then <laughs> it's going to oh, be yeah, a that's... little different experience <laughs> yeah. than just having your phone, right? Well, yeah, at that know. point, she's she's probably getting distracted by the tablet. At least with a phone, <laughs> I can hide it, you know, and she, it won't catch her eye and, and wake her up or whatever. Right. Well, yeah, honestly, be... with, with the little, as the little one gets older, Jason, I've seen, um, I've seen kid, like an 18-month-year-old with an iPad um, totally using it fine, pulling up video, watching it, like, yeah. It's, you know, as and a buddy of mine just bought one for picture books. Oh, uh, yeah. Perfect. For, for his two year old. So, yeah. Sure. So, as, they, as the tablets could have a, a different kind of use for smaller kids than we than we never even thought of. So, uh, I can yeah. see that for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think uh, I'm finally. Oh, hello. Hey, oh, there we go. <laughs> you need me okay. to talk to Stall for you, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We needed to start talking about kids, and it was like, oh, God, yeah. we're okay, talking about kids. Okay. Let's just get to Three, the Three, yeah. two, one. See, now this is. Oh, this looks cool. Very, uh, very cool borders like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Oh. Hey, that's that's not Don't too die. shabby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So you know, finally, I got to. Now, is this is this a game that's kind of optimized? Yeah, for the this tablet? one is optimized for the tablet. It's okay. free in the Android marketplace. It's this. You can actually get it for your phone too, right now. Mm -hmm. But this, I don't know. Did you guys ever play SSX Tricky? Oh no. 
Okay, well, I did for the Nintendo GameCube, and this is what it totally reminds me of. So this is, you know, one example of sort of the potential. Just mm-hmm. This is like the first game. It's always like a snowboarder, like a, you know, like a... <laughs> I suck right now. Um, it's always kind of, you know, basic gaming. There's actually some... Um, ooh, there's another game, Vendetta Online, that I've been trying to start playing, but I haven't had time. But uh, now that I'm passing it on to Jason... I'll have to wait. Yeah, leave that on there because I was a I was a huge huge fan of Cool Borders. I gotta say. Oh, this one? Oh, yeah. I'll leave all. (laughs) You know, you get the Carrie Underwood song. Everything. You you get it all. (laughs) I'm a huge non-fan of Carrie Underwood, so that's perfect. I can delete her from there for you. You can delete her if you want. (laughs) Maybe we should have a representative of every every genre. If you want me to, and I'll go ahead and do that. Well, anyways, that's my first week's impressions, and I'm sure I'm going to have more. And as we, as the market place evolves and you know mm-hmm. as the um operating system gets stronger we'll have more to say as the weeks go by early days early for, days for the tablet the android tablet but i'm very curious to play around with it and yep. kind of see if if at the end of my little you know my little trial with it i'm like okay now i get where it fits in my life and i want Ooh. one but then that's just another thing that i i'm gonna have to get <laughs> and figure out how i get that uh, so that's awesome. Um, so just really quickly in uh, in some hardware news, and this uh, unfortunately only really relates to Verizon, but we're going to try and kind of spread the love as far as uh, some of these you know hardware rumors and as they come out on different carriers and stuff so that we're not all locked into one single carrier. But Verizon's spring roadmap uh, leaked uh, a little later last week, and it has it shows about eight phones that are releasing in the next 60 days. A lot of these phones you've you've undoubtedly heard of more specifically the the Moto Droid X2 the Droid the Droid Bionic which is one that I'm actually kind of looking forward to uh, playing around with LG Revolution uh, the Xperia um, the, I, I assume that's the Xperia Play mm-hmm. it says be able to play yep. PlayStation so um, and you know that's that's within the next 60 days so if you're in the market um, Maybe this is a reason for you to just hang out a little bit longer and wait for some of those other cool phones on the horizon. That's Verizon always has so many handsets available, and it, like it, it, I always, when I, I used to be a Verizon customer, I was hard having a hard time finding one to pick, you know, find yeah. the right one to fit because there's so many different flavors and options that they provide. So. And then about the time you're going to buy one. Yeah. Uh, something like this leaks and it's like, oh, but if you wait another 90 days, you can yeah. get this one over here and then you wait and it's just like this vicious cycle that never ends. I like the Casio Commando, the the <laughs> water, waterproof Android device. I haven't heard about that one yet. Nice. And Casio for the yeah, win. Yeah, there you go. Right on. <laughs> Didn't I tell you I was going to interrupt your story and say, hey, I've got this running finally. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. So this I wonder what it got hung up on. Then. Well, it was me. It was user error. It really was. <laughs> You, I saw you were pressing the buttons. Well, I, well, and then there you go. Sometimes I think some of the buttons are not as responsive as they should be. Yeah. When tapping, it should just work, and it doesn't. Right. Or if you because of the touch sens- sensitivity yep. and stuff right. like that, yep. it could be you know. You know, and realizing that it's it's a multi-touch screen, but if you happen to be, you know, you're 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 holding it and you're the palm of your hand is yep. touching a corner of the screen, yep. and then you're trying to press the other button, that can throw off its sensitivity or exactly. you know, how it detects that push so right i maybe. call it user error on my part <laughs> user error. all right we'll, we'll let you take blame for it <laughs> somebody there's watching it. come on eileen well speaking of games uh the psx games are now available in the android marketplace if you have a sony xperia device 
Um, so there are five titles currently available in the Android market. Um, Siphon Filter, Medieval, <laughs> cool, cool Borders 2, Jason. Hey, yeah. there we go. Yep, <laughs> Destruction Derby and Jumping Flash. Um, and you can, uh, if you have the Xperia Play, you can download them from the Android Marketplace. They're now available, making it finally able to play the PlayStation game. Some questions around the size of the games and, you know, mm -hmm. Portability and copability, copying whether or not. Apparently, the market uh, says that the, the game's only five meg, but that's dubious because games tend to be very big downloads and very mm -hmm. big kind of files. Mm -hmm. So, um, kind of interesting to see the PS, uh, the PSX games starting to work their way out to the marketplace and to users. So, I tried to buy it. Did Wouldn't you? let me buy it. Ah, because yeah, I went into right? the I went into the web marketplace and yeah. I went ahead and got okay, okay, drop down, and they said no, not allowed. Yep. All right. Hmm. We recognize they didn't have the device, so yeah, and they're not that expensive. I mean, this uh, this mm -hmm. uh, article we're looking at here lists the games are uh, three ninety nine uh, pounds, like UK pounds. Um, I don't know what that is in American. It's like five bucks. It's not bad. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> not bad. But then you consider that you're playing, you know, really old, you know, PlayStation One games, and yeah. I, I'll just go ahead and go on the record and say that I, I have a PS3 at home, and I've gone on P the PlayStation Network and uh -huh. downloaded some of those games I had fond memories of, including X or Cool Borders. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's it's kind of rough going back, but maybe maybe on these smaller screens it'll look a little better. You know, blowing that up to like 50 inch screen at home yeah. doesn't doesn't really Is stand. Does anybody here want to get the Xperia Play? I've thought about it. Yeah. I've thought about it actually for the for this next little blurb here, mm. which we'll just go ahead and talk about, which is that I, I think it would be really good if if emulation is your is your game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, like like in this in this example, this is N sixty four oid. It's an it's a Nintendo sixty four emulator, and of course I switched to it right when it went away. Um, but you know, when I first got my Motorola Droid, I was like, oh cool, you know, I can I can emulate like I'm a big fan of the Commodore 64, so I put a C64 emulator on there, and you know some of the games that I that I used to play when I was younger, and uh, it's great. It can do it, but you know, using the slide out keyboard or using the touch screens on the screen, like it just never really worked the way I wanted it to. If you're using an Xperia Play, I mean, right out of the box, it's meant to do that. I just imagine these things suddenly become amazing emulation machines where you know you can just. Have a bunch of games on there and play some play mm -hmm. some old games and not be uh, not be tripped up by the fact that the controls just aren't quite right because mm -hmm. they aren't anymore. They're great, you know. So, yeah. so anyway, so that's kind of cool uh, to see where that goes. All right. Well, speaking of Sony, the Xperia X10 goes on sale for just one dollar. Yes, $1. you too wow. can get this piece of. And I've never used it. I've just future, heard that it's not that great. In the future, it's going to have gingerbread. So, hey, if you don't have a lot of money and you want a new phone and you want an Android, maybe this is for you. One dollar. At Best Buy, right? At Best Buy. Two-year yeah. contract activation. Uh -huh. I have to admit, I used one of these phones. I am not very fond of it. The uh, Sony Xperia Arc that is supposed to come out later this summer, I think. Now, that's a nice phone. And that one definitely has gingerbread on it. I saw that at CES. Gorgeous. Thin clear resolution um the ui running gingerbread looked great so um but that's not going to be one dollar <laughs> so you won't care if you can't afford it uh i don't know anybody care anybody know anybody who would want to purchase this for one dollar i don't know the reviews for this for the reviews for this one don't seem very glowing but there's always somebody who has it. Oh, of course. That's the thing. I mean, like so. that's why there's a dollar store. Yeah. You know? well, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, not everybody can afford, you know, the one ninety nine plus two year contract, Absolutely. that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. 
So, uh, you know, we've got a lot of questions that came to us. You know, what phone should I get if I'm looking to switch, that kind of thing. You this know, isn't the one to have the best Android experience, but if you really can't afford something, then that might actually not be a bad way and to start. Keep in mind, they're promising you something for the future that doesn't necessarily <laughs> always mean you're going to get it. As, uh, That's true. As Pat in the chat room points out with a fascinating 2.2, uh, that was promised, and I don't believe that ended up happening. So you never know. <laughs> you could end up paying a dollar for this phone and not get gingerbread, which is what you bought it for in the first place, possibly. But <laughs> anyways, PSA aside. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on to the apps. Or which I don't have a drop for. Oh, you don't. But I will. <laughs> I was sitting here I'm like, oh, wait, I'm, I'm I working on it. Okay. Yes, every every single episode, it seems like I have another drop for it. So Next week, we'll <laughs> have one for apps. Soon. Apps, apps, right. apps, apps. Okay, well, um, one of the most exciting things um, as a iOS user moving to Android that I am obsessed with right now, and I don't know if I'm going to get over it or I'm just going to still love it, is widgets. I love widgets on my phone. I love customization. I could show you my phone right now. I've got some music players, Audible. There's Jort there. Um, this is beautiful wow. widgets. I actually uh, tweeted out on our um, our account, Android Show, at Android Show, mm -hmm. you know, what are some of your favorite widgets? And I got a lot of really cool suggestions. Um, I just wanted to know what, what other widgets were out there, even though I already knew which one I was going to talk about. But uh, beautiful widgets is one of them. And as you could see, um, it's not the one that I'm going to talk about today, but that's gorgeous. Beautiful widgets is a very, very popular. Very gorgeous. Look at that compared to, you know, you can have it many sizes, that kind of thing. And there's even like a battery widget. Oops. Didn't mean to lie. I can't live that. without my battery widget. I love yeah, it. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah, totally. But today I'm going to talk about, and I I don't know how to, is it AI? I always say AIX, but it's yeah. X. Is that, what would you say? AIX? Hey, it's, eh? Yeah, it's, it's uh, I don't a know. Aches? Aches. <laughs> Doesn't sound that yeah, great. It's, but. It's, it's, it's capital A, lowercase i, lowercase exactly. x. Exactly. So it almost yeah, so is begging to be said. Aches? Like that. Yeah. Okay. Aches. I love weather. And I like <laughs> to monitor weather. I'm one of those, you know, if I really Your could, I would fan. watch the weather channel all day. I really just like knowing about weather all around different parts of the country. Um, and, you know, I had a different widget earlier, and then I found this one. And basically, as you can see, it's like a graph here. I don't know if it's, it's too long. It's, might not, you might not be able to see yeah, it. You can see it. But can basically, the, detail, the widget but... here, this is for San Rafael, the city that I live in. And it shows you um, pretty much by hour how, um, you know, the weather's going to be. So right hmm. now, supposedly around 70, it's going to dip later in the evening, around 50-something, and then... You know, uh, first thing in the morning is going to start around 50-something to 60 and then come back up. And that's all it is. It's a graph. Um, I actually loaded a couple more of the same widgets uh, for New York and Honolulu. Now, look at New York. It looks like you guys are going to get some rain tomorrow morning. And you can see that immediately. <laughs> yeah. uh, instead of just knowing right what it is right now, you can kind of, like, plan your day a little bit just by looking at this one widget. And here's Honolulu. Not really fair. I mean, oh, and then you're, I have that in Celsius, in too. Oh, I have these two in Celsius, which is really <laughs> funny. But you can customize these, um, configure your widget in many different ways. Uh, you can load it only Wi-Fi only. Again, like I had Celsius on that, but you can have, obviously, Fahrenheit or Celsius. Um, you could do a lot. You could change the colors, the background colors, the text color. I didn't change anything. That's the stock that you saw on my phone. Mm -hmm. But you could change it. You could change the grid color change with the bar with the rain bar color above freezing below freezing looks like really really 
uh, customize it. And then, of course, you can have various locations. I went ahead and just did San Rafael, New York, and Honolulu. I don't know. I like it as um, I like graphs and charts, too. Call me weird. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I just think it's an interesting way to look at the weather. Um, and I have it clearly on my home screen huh. on the front right there every day. Simple widget. Yeah, Just a different way of looking at the weather and, and charting and graphing if you like that kind of thing. But um, it's one of my favorites. I think actually the uh, the built-in into Android 2.2, I think, is when they started doing it, the uh, news and weather app, mm -hmm. the kind of stock one. Mm -hmm. You go there and you you click on the uh, kind of the outlook in the, in the weather area. You'll get something kind of similar to that, but it's not a, in the form of a widget. I mean, it is a widget, right. but you but don't get that information that. as yeah. a widget. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, anyways, well, we should we should definitely and it's continue. Free. It's oh, yeah, free. No, I should say that it's it's free uh, in the Android marketplace. Yeah, and here's so. the uh, here's the screen for that. We'll have the uh, the links to this in the show notes. I promise. <laughs> I don't know if last week's show notes ended up happening, uh, but I got to figure out a system for that. But so this will be in there. Um, and yeah, you can't bulk it free. Um, yeah. Do you do you find that the more widgets you use, the there's any sort of uh, degradation of your battery life? Um, I always fear. I, I always fear heavy, that, but I don't know if it's a. You know, I'm a unfounded. heavy user of my phone, regardless. So mm -hmm. I do a lot of things. You know, yeah, um, playing music. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of background updates. So I, I just tend to think I drain the battery faster than your average user. Period. Um, but I, I'm sure that there is something to that. Yeah. You know. I always. Um, I mean, I, I'm just you know concerned about that because I have the the oldest of old phones. So <laughs> anything like that is going to kill me if which, I if I go overboard with it. So which he'll soon upgrade uh, on the so. Jace. What can or what uh, phone oh. will Jason get? Watch. <laughs> I, forgot to, I forgot to do my pick. Damn. Oh. All right. Next week I will have my pick of the phone. I think J Jason. We were talk this week. <laughs> I'm going to figure out. I'm going to predict what phone you're going to get. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, hmm. I totally <laughs> forgot about that too. I'm adding that to Evernote right now. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, I uh, I was going to do a tip this week, and then I saw this fancy uh, app come along called ZD Box. It kind of hit the hit a few of the blogs, and I started checking it out. And I was, you know, I, I ended up having to uh, pose the question to myself: Is it a tip if it's an app? And I think that there's maybe a fine line, but. The reason I decided that, yes, this is kind of a tip in and of itself is because ZDBox attempts to do something that you might be doing with a whole lot of other uh, apps in conjunction with each other. Um, does things like a task killer, battery meter. Uh, it's an app manager, which allows for a batch move to SD and uninstall capabilities. 3D, uh, 3G traffic monitor. Uh, do not disturb timer for silencing, airplane moding your phone at lot. certain times. And it also has something that's kind of cool that I haven't used, uh, but sounds like a, a nifty feature, an app lock. So you can actually set certain apps on your phone to be locked. So mm. you might have an unlocked phone and you don't want to always enter in your, locks, your lock code every time you open Ooh. your phone, but you want your really important apps to be locked like Gmail and mm -hmm. you know SMS or whatever so you can uh, set that through here. It's also got some uh, nifty uh, diagnostics that you can uh, that are just a part of your pull down when you pull down the top of the screen and it shows you all the, mm -hmm. the remaining notices and stuff. Up there at the very top you can kind of see it's got a readout of how much time you have left on your battery, how much space you have Ooh. left, the number of running apps which is kind of an interesting thing. I didn't know that I'd never really seen the number of apps and when I saw like 15 or 16 really makes you realize just how much background stuff you have going on and then yeah. of course the app lock and you can kind of customize that as well. 
But um, but it's just kind of cool because I had a few you know apps on my phone eating up space that did a lot of these different things, yeah. and some of these things are 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 uh, system features that if you didn't have an app to do it, you'd have to kind of delve into the menus and mm-hmm. you know find the app and you know remove preferences and do all do all that kind of stuff. This kind of allows you to do that without having to uh, dive in there like that. That's super Sorry. cool. I'm totally gonna install this. Yeah, it's like, pretty yeah. cool. Um, I yeah. You know, when I install an app and I don't uninstall it after a week, I realize that maybe I actually want to keep it because I keep my phone pretty light for the most part. Uh, with it's apps. funny how that so works. It's one, like natural selection. You no, know, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Survival of the fittest app on the phone. So, <laughs> so speaking, of, um, speaking of battery life and maintaining battery life, we got a bunch of emails about this um, really interesting application called um, LTE On-Off. Uh, which actually uh, it's mainly for, it's for the HTC Thunderbolts, and now that, that LTE is in play, and you know with the various different networks that are out there, we really have no control over how our phone connects to whatever networks. Um, so what LTE on off lets you do is actually lets you specify what network you want your phone to connect to. So you could say you know only connect to CDMA, only do you know EVDO, do CDMA plus LTE and EVDO on auto. Um, go to LTE mode, and that will allow you to, um, if you have the Thunderbolt, extend your battery life because the phone constantly trying to make that connection will sap your battery faster than you know. Um, and that just happened to me this weekend in, um, uh, at the convention. I was in the Moscone Center, and that, that con floor is just a signal suck. And my yeah. phone kept on trying to make that 3G connection, and my, my battery would go from 100 to 30 in about two hours. So uh, give giving you more control over where you're, you know, what the network uh, kind of reach outs are doing lets you keep your battery life longer um, and gives you ultimately more control over the phone, which is what, what we all want. So Absolutely. very cool. Yeah. Nice. That, that'll probably go a long way to help. I would hope anyways, help uh, yeah. HTC Thunderbolt users because it's just, that's a very, very common complaint is that the battery life is yep. significantly right. less than what, we, what we're kind of accustomed to at this point, probably because of the LTE. So. Well, and I also think that we always complain about the battery life, no matter yeah, what Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just like, oh God, the battery runs out so quickly. And it's like, I've really started to try to monitor what I'm doing and where yeah. I am and what the differences are and things like that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because yeah, because the battery, they, they, they're they not releasing, they're not lying to us about the battery times when they release it. I think that, but I think we're using all these apps that are, that are doing multiple calls. I think that there's a lot of um, simplicity in the network calls because the apps are all running on themselves. And I think we're going to see a lot more development of trying to pipeline those a little more mm-hmm. um, so that you're not pinging the network so so, so often and draining the battery, mm-hmm. but that hasn't come yet. So Yeah, and that's probably actually a really good tip for us to do at a, at a future episode or ways right. to conserve battery. And I mean, right at the top of the list is to get, go into all of your background processes. Do you really need it to update every five minutes? Exactly. Yep. You know, exactly. maybe scale it back to 10 or 30 or the news app, you know, widget. Like yeah. I, there was a time when I had that set for every hour and it's like, why do I need to pull in news <laughs> headlines every yeah. hour when I look at it? Maybe really every it. six hours. Exactly. I turn, I turn off a lot of those automatic updates and I'm just like, listen, I'll hit the refresh button when I want it. Like, yeah. like yeah. with the Twitter app, like True. I turn it back, you know, I don't want it to be updating constantly. Let me just find out when I can, you know, when I want to look at it. And so mm-hmm. um, well, little tips like that. I mean, and I went out the other Saturday night. I started, you know, we're rolling out to some parties and I really I'm like, okay, I've got 19% battery left. Can I make it to 2 a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, I'd say no. Did you make yeah. it? Uh, yeah, no, I did make it. I made it never, I never, I never killed my phone at all. So yeah, so. Was, but you got. I turned off. I turned off syncing. I turned off yeah. GPS. I turned yeah. off. Yeah, I brought the brightness all the way down. Was, yeah, all this stuff. So. Right. What's annoying is that a lot of these apps automatically come with notifications. So 
I launch it and I don't remember. Then all of a sudden I'm getting notifications at the top of my bar. I'm like, oh yeah. man, I gotta go yeah. in. You know, I almost I don't think about it because yeah. um, it doesn't prompt me when I first use it. It's just already doing Default. it, and I need yeah, exactly. to go in and change it and turn it off. So that that's a little annoying. I wish mm -hmm. I had a little prompt that said, you know. Do you want it or not? Most of the time I'm going to say When you first oh. open it. Yeah, when I first open it. What, I would yeah. like to not, you know, I would like to say no from the very yeah. moment, mm -hmm. you know, I launch an app. But All right, moving on to our next story, which um, ironically came out on April 1st. So uh, it's a very good article from Wired, and uh, I thought it was a joke, um, but... Uh, the article is really good because, it, as the title says here, Android Trojan highlights risks of open markets. And we were talking last week about, you know, being open and the risks for that and why, you know, Google took away, you know, Honeycomb um, for, the, for the time being. Um, and uh, we'll put this link um, to, the, uh, to the article um, in our show notes. But uh, essentially, the first part of the article is talking about how there was a pirated version of an app called Walk and Text. And um, the pirated version was android.walkinwhat, W-A-T. Um, and what happens is if you install the fake app, it redirects you to the actual app on the Android marketplace, but in the background sends you an embarrassing, well, quote-unquote embarrassing, I don't know if you think it's embarrassing, SMS message to your entire phone book that says, hey, just downloaded a pirated app off the Internet. Walk and text for Android. I'm stupid and cheap. It costs only one buck. Don't steal it like I did. So, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it also tweets something out if you have a Twitter account. And it I tweets, believe, yeah, it did a lot of things there. Um, I don't know. What did you guys think? I thought it was an interesting uh, article overall, just um, you know about the differences of um, the various marketplaces. Um, you know, uh, what's safe and what's not. And um, I totally thought this this whole app thing was a joke. From the beginning, but I guess it was, you know, a real thing. Yeah, and this whole time that you've been talking, I've like been had my eyes peeled to the chat room waiting for that one person to be like, <laughs> dude, that was such was an April fake? Fool's joke. Was no, it April no, 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 I don't think no, so. No, I, I don't yeah. believe that it was. I think I think really what this does is it points out the, you know, obvious and maybe maybe people need to be reminded of that is that when you venture into the world of installing, you know, APKs from, you know, unauthorized sources, you really don't know what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe nine times out of 10, you're going to get an app that you saved, you know, a dollar fifty four for, uh, you know, just to run that app. It's not yeah. that much money, but, um, but you don't know what you're going to get and you never know what the payload's going to be. You know, hopefully this, that was the payload is that all right. it does is send out a Twitter message and an SMS. And maybe that's enough to shame you, you know, shame you right. from, from doing that in the future, but it could have been a lot worse. Could have, could have stolen, you know, your, your contacts instead of just sending exactly. an SMS and to And done them, something so. to your contacts along, along, you know, alongside yourself. Yeah. So, so I just say to be careful. Consider absolutely. Yeah. Your mile, mileage may vary. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, just a really quick update because um, I'm realizing we're long. We got a little bit of show left here to do. <laughs> Google Maps for Android just added a few new features. So check for an update. The two new features involve latitude. You can view stats and graphs of your location history. Eileen, you probably love it because it's stats and graphs. I love stats and graphs. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> including, so including estimates that break down how you allocate your time at work, home, or elsewhere. Ooh. It also uh, includes some ho a home check-in when you're not out, which I thought was kind of silly. Like on any of these location things, I would never check in at home. Yeah. 
Like you know what? I don't want you to know when I'm at home or where my home is. <laughs> I guess it depends to me on to who you're sharing many, it with. Many people who have listed their home as a check-in availability. Right. But. So this is like yeah, you can more of like a default like yeah. check-in at home. So, uh, anyways, I'm I'm always thrilled when when Google Maps rolls out updates because it's literally one of my most used apps. And anytime there's an update, even though I probably won't use either of these features, uh, I love how active they are in developing yeah. for it. So, uh, Firefox 4 Android update, um, <laughs> I've been afraid to use it since, <laughs> since I installed it and it crashed my phone. Yeah. Um, but we did get, a, it did get a, a couple updates have been released from it, and uh, I have played with it a little, a little mm. more stable. I haven't gotten that horrible lockup that Eileen, you got uh, previously as well. Really? Where I had to take the battery out. Yeah, battery out. Um, but I haven't used it for that fear. I've been waiting until I got updated, updated to 2.33, but that hasn't happened yet. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I did try again third time's a charm right yep, no yep. uh this time it locked up on me with uh, amazon.com so <laughs> i oh, had to pull sure. out the battery again and then i thought gosh you know it doesn't work for the nexus s quite yet yeah. until i get the update so i'm not gonna download it anymore until i get the update yeah and i tried to install it oh i, I was able to install it but not without a uh, seeing a message that said it's incompatible for my device when i went online to search it it wasn't just the fact that i have a rooted phone it's it i guess the Motorola Droid is an unsupported device oh, really? for Firefox Four. Wow! For some I'm reason, I'm surprised though because it's if I, I mean Firefox, it's a it's gonna it's a bear. It's, it's gonna be yeah. you know Firefox has a has a legacy of being a memory hog and a process hog and that sort of thing. I can't imagine it running. No offense on your Droid. Yeah, just, I, feel like, <laughs> I think they're doing you a favor. Yeah, they might be. I mean, honestly, I've had it installed for a few days now, and even though I, I can actually run it. Uh -huh. It gave me that message, but I can still run it. But okay. I just, I'm so fine with, with Dolphin HD. It's yeah. just the browser yeah. I'm used to using, okay. and I have no reason to switch. So, I do got to admit, the, the like 30 seconds I get of Firefox before it crashes, the little uh, gestures to get the, uh, <laughs> the, the, no, to get the, the awesome bar, you know, on the yeah, left. Yeah, the, the right? swiping like, on swipe, the bar. It's yeah. very cool until I like the phone it. stops. Yeah, until the phone stops working. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, one last uh, app before we go into the arena, and uh, this is kind of related to the in-app story. Um, uh, Comixology is out, and I'm going to show you that uh, in oh. just a minute here. There I've got go. it up here on my little Zoom. There you uh, go. And uh, with in-app purchasing, <laughs> I could buy issue 83 of The Walking Dead. Ooh, in, the in the app. In the app. So, yep. um, you know. Nice. It's just another another option, uh, and uh, was this release timed with Comic Con? Was it, it really? feels like it was. No, it, it, was it came out on Friday, it, right? It, it was coincidence, total coincidence. It was timed with the uh, in-app purchases. Got uh, it. Google, oh, okay. Google rolling out. It just happens to be at the same time right. as, as WonderCon here in San Francisco. But um, yeah, no, Comicsology's had their Android app for a while out, and this is a pretty big update. Um, and it's good; they do a good job with their applications. I mean, I'm a little biased because I work for Graphically, which also does digital comics, and uh, we have an Android app as well. Um, but you're going to see in-app purchases coming from comics apps and a lot more other kind of apps in the, down the road, I'm sure of it, because in-app purchases is the way to go. So. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. It's kind of a no-brainer to have that as part of part of a yeah. comic app. Yeah, but it looks nice. Yeah. It's very good. Did you did you buy that from within the app? Uh, no, this was a free one. Ah, with some uh, zombie. Um... Got to be honest, comics on a tablet, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's kind of, of yeah. made for it. Yeah, it's yeah. one of it's one of those killer you know kind of killer apps. If only they could. Now we're getting. I'm getting. I can babble about comics all the time. I'm sure everybody's sick when I do. Sick of it when I do. But um, 
pricing and availability that's the two biggest challenges now in comics is just yeah. getting getting the titles digitized and getting them up available and then making it to a price point that sweet price point that 99 cent per mp3 you know that music got to comics yeah. isn't there comics isn't there yet so uh it's, it's interesting yeah, some to see of them are like 12.99 i noticed well, and, well the, the, and if you look at it you probably want to look at um the 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 page count like 12 got the, it. The, ones that you see that are like $8.99 or $9.99 or whatever are probably graphic novels that are probably like 120 or 200 pages okay. or so. Yeah, The Walking the, Dead here is only $2.99. And, yeah. and, that's, and, that's a and that's a 22 page comic. So Got that's it. 22 pages of $2.99. Some people think that's a little more expensive. Um, the paper comics cost about $2.99 or $3.99 as well. Okay. Um, so it, it's the same problem that music ran into years ago. So we'll, yeah. we'll get there. So. All right. Archie's 99 cents. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want to buy Archie. But. Archie's great. Archie's, right. Archie's been kicking. I remember those awesome. when I was a kid. Absolutely. I know. All right. Well, we'll uh, pardon my uh, stumble here, but uh, because this is my very first uh, read here, but oh. uh, we want to take a quick break and thank uh, MailRoute. Businesses of every size use MailRoute. One user, 50,000 users. It doesn't matter. MailRoute will protect you from spam and viruses, simplify your life, and make your email usable again. MailRoute is a secure hosted service that filters virus and spam from companies of any size size. Whether you're a single user or a company with tens of thousands of employees, MailRoute can eliminate viruses and spam, reduce the load on your email server, lower the costs, and make your email usable again. Typical MailRoute customers see a 95% reduction in their inbound email volume with virtually no false positives. Now, Leo uh, loves MailRoute. I'm sure you've heard him talk a lot about it. He's been using the service for his domains for over six years, and MailRoute has been his top choice for spam and virus filtering all along. And as well, Tom Merritt uh, started using MailRoute, and now he's using email domains he'd given up on a long time ago. So there's nothing easier for mail filtering uh, than MailRoute. There's no hardware or software to install. You just sign up with the MailRoute and then change the MX records for the, for the domain uh, to start your mail flowing through them, and then they do all the work for you. Visit mailroute.info to sign up, and as a Twit listener, you'll receive a 10% discount for the life of your account. Uh, small business owners start at $2 per user per month for 10 users, and because of demand from the Twit army, MailRoute has added a new feature for individual users as well, less than $30 per user per year for single users. Visit mailroute.info and sign up for the email filtering service that Tom and Leo use. And maybe I'll maybe I'll check it out too. I gotta figure out if I have an email address that's overridden with spam first. I don't know if I do, but I have one. I feel like I need to use it in order to talk about it. Anyways, all right, so with that, we'll go ahead and move into the arena. To enter one. All right, so let's start off uh, by talking a little bit about uh, our our poll from last week. If you remember, um, let's see here. We were talking about. I'm going to pull it up here. I'm trying to do two things at once. App uh, markets, app stores, and you know, not surprisingly at all, there there were about 150 votes. Uh, Google Android Market took it with 75. percent um, Slide me, hey, there were four votes for slide me. But you know what you know what was actually emailed in and I knew someone was gonna come forward and say, you know, why some of these other things have a certain level of popularity. Slide me, I guess, when uh, these Android app or Android tablets were coming out before there was honeycomb and they didn't have an app store included, yeah. slide me was one of those markets that kind of uh, was catered to those tablets. So it had a niche that it was uh, yep. that it was catering to, so 
So that's that. But well, this week, what do we have? Well, we're going to talk about cloud storage music apps. Nice. Woo-hoo. In light of the Amazon Cloud Player. Uh, yes. So we might as well just start there. We talked. We kind of teased it earlier in the show, yes. right, Ron? Yes, totally. Now I'm going to hand it. it to you to talk All about right. it, including the app. All right, cool. So, little story. I moved to Amazon to buy my MP3s years ago because a the audio quality was better than iTunes. Uh-huh. Uh, they encode their their MP3s at a little higher rate, um, which I did like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I just like Amazon. I just like it. It's like the whole thing. And the fact that I could pull it, uh, download the MP3s from Amazon, and it, they had that little downloader, and it puts it right into iTunes, worked fine, everything's great. So like I said earlier, Amazon announced the cloud player. I ran home to play with it because I was also a user of Lala. Um, yes. If you remember, remember, Lala was the cloud-based uh, application that let you had it, and I forgot how Lala actually worked. You you could upload songs. Yeah, you could use yeah. it as a, as a locker uh, for right. sure, or you could buy really good prices. Actually, buying I music loved them as well. Lala. Loved it. Loved, I it. loved it. Loved it. All of my collection was on the, in the cloud, yeah. and you know had access yeah. to it. Oh, this is before like apps were really, really you know and awesome. and then. I, Apple bought Lala, and mm-hmm. what I thought would they ro- would ro- be rolling out iTunes in the cloud, which everybody thinks, but uh, as of right now, Lala's dead, so you got no option. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was excited for Amazon because I'm like, great, excellent. So the cloud player. So I ran home, got my computer, I got into it, read into it. First thing out of the gate, I felt like I got punched in the face because it's like, okay, welcome to the Amazon cloud player. You can upload and store all your music with Amazon. Upload your entire collection right now. Here's five gig. <laughs> your entire collection I was now for those who don't know or not I'm a, I'm a bit of a music file I, I'm a, I love music I've worked in record stores I'm a bit of a nerd I've got a lot of music right? mm-hmm. so I looked into it and now I understand and I don't want to be one of those people who gripes about not wanting to pay for the services I get it um like you you, you know they've got to pay people to maintain and to code this stuff and it's got to things cost money you know hard drive space costs money server space costs money um, but I calculated how much it would cost me based on the pricing system to upload my entire collection to the cloud and it would be over a hundred dollars a month or no a year what was the number I forget what it was it was a lot of money though more money than I wanted to pay so mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now they did do a very smart promotion if you ask me which is that they allowed the um, they allowed you to uh, buy an album and they instantly gifted you the 20 gig uh, plan for a year yep so I immediately did that so I do have um, 20 gig of storage space, which is more than five, and so that's good. Um, You're but, still uh, picking and choosing. Yeah, exactly. So that was my first kind of like, oh, you know, like, uh, so I signed up for it, and I went through the whole kind of thing, and then um, I thought, okay, great. I've been buying music on Amazon for years. Clearly, my, my cloud is going to be populated with all the songs I purchased. Oh, not so much. They really? They're not syncing any of the any of the um, any of the purchases you've made before Cloud Player launched. They've right. changed the they they have changed the way it, it, uh, Amazon MP3 works now. Whereas when I buy a song, they just put it right into my Cloud Player. And it and doesn't I, count to your. It doesn't count to that five gig or or twenty gig. It's it's. No, I, I believe it does. I believe it counts to your storage. It's storage is storage, unless I, unless I missed that. But I'm pretty sure that if you buy something, they're still counting the size of the file that they put into your storage. So I think yeah. I think when you buy it, it just it doesn't count against your um, your limit. Oh, great! Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. So if you buy from Amazon, mm-hmm. you win because, and that's their way of getting you to buy on Amazon. Is like buy right. on Amazon. It's not gonna it's not gonna touch the five gig if you didn't want to buy and get upgraded to the twenty gig. So okay, yeah, so chat room that appears to be confirming. 
Okay, good. I'm, I'm out of, I've been a little busy. I apologize about that. So great. That's excellent. That's awesome. Still, that, still. that only works on the music that you buy going forward. Going forward. Right. Here. That's Meanwhile, such a I've bummer. Some, that does yeah, not guess, reward the people that are true fanatics. Yeah, I've been of, using it of, for a long time. Yeah. yeah. But that said, I like the web. I like the player itself. I started out on the web. So just to clarify that, I started out playing with the player on there. I like the interface. I figured it out, how to organize stuff, how to upload stuff, how to download stuff that you buy from Amazon. You can download those MP3s back to your local, um, to your local computer. That's cool. Um, and then I was like, okay, cool. I'm set on the web. Let me go over to my phone. And so I went to download the app and it took me a second to realize that they had just updated the existing Amazon yes. MP3 app. Um, to add the player functionality to the store. Yes. That confused me for about 10 minutes. I was like, wait a minute. I already Where have this it? app. Yeah. Uh, one, but once I uh, downloaded and installed it, I really, really liked it. I really, I, I, I got to admit, having access to the, the songs that are up on that cloud player and the, the sync happened really quickly for me. Um, being able to organize by, have playlists or find, search by artist or album or songs was super easy. Uh, going to the store straight from the app and buying stuff uh, straight, you know, straight from the phone, throws it right into the cloud player. It just, it's just seemed really seamless. They did a great job on the app on the app at the end of the day. So um, I love it. I'm totally, I'm maxed out on my 20 gig. I've got I, what I did was I. It made me weed out my collection a little. Like, what do I really need to listen to? But right now, you know, and I, and we're going to talk about uh, radio next, right? RDO or whatever yep. it's Yeah. So I, um, I have a subscription to RDO. I think I'm going to cancel it. Wow. Because now, okay. Well, and well because. I, the reason why I got audio is because I was on the road and I'd be at an airport mm -hmm. or, you know, back in New York and I want to listen to my music. Um, and I was using audio for streaming, but now I can get actually to my music. So, okay. Wow. Yeah. And it, well, and you're, but you're getting to 20 gigs. Is that yeah. enough for you? No. Well, are you going to, are you going to pay extra to upgrade it? And, and in, actually in a year, are you going to pay to keep the 20 gigs? Well, what, well, yeah, what I, yeah, that's the thing. What I don't want to do is I don't want to have to be managing my cloud presence in that, okay, yeah. I've got 20 gigs, so I need to delete these albums to upload these albums totally. and stuff like that. <sighs> but like, I just opened up my iTunes. I have seven, I, right now I've got in this iTunes on my laptop, I've got 75 <laughs> gig of music um, on my, that's on my external hard drive that I take with me when I travel. That's, that's why I want to get rid of that. That's why uh -huh. I want this cloud player. But on my desktop computer and I've got over 125 gig, but like I've got maybe five gig of Christmas music. I don't need that. In the yeah, right. They're That's cool. True. You know, like I don't need all the various soundtracks to the Star Wars movies. I can leave that. <laughs> on, 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 on. Oh, Are you sure wait, about wait that? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but, um, but it, you know, and, and, and so further it like, makes you say, okay, what do I actually listen to? What do I actually like? You know, that album I bought, you know, five years ago, that was a novelty download. I don't need to have that, but what are my favorite bands? What are the, my favorite yeah. playlists? Let me get those uploaded. So, yeah, I mean, this, this honestly, this gave me everything that I would want out of whatever Apple's working on and what they're doing with Lala for iTunes in the cloud, which right. we know they're not going to do it as good. So, um, problem right. solved. So, <laughs> and I don't mean that in an Apple bashing kind of way. It's just my experience with iTunes with ping and all stuff like that is that Apple is not going in a direction I want to be going in. So. Ping is horrible. Oh, yep. I don't even know what that's about. Well, and if you're, and I mean, just the, the fact that if you're using your Android phone as your music player, their service yep. probably isn't going to work for you. Right. So yep. exactly. You know, have to find something else whether you want to or not. So yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm despite the, the charging for storage, I love, I love it. I totally yeah. love it. Totally on board. Nice. So. Okay. All right, Eileen. Well, RDO. yeah, we've talked, you've already mentioned RDO, and um, for many of the same reasons before the Amazon uh, Cloud pair, Player came out, I also moved to RDO because I lost Lala, and I debated for a very long time um, 
The biggest con I think that most people should know up front is that this is a music subscription service, so $4.99 if you want to use the web um, and $9.99 if you want to incorporate the apps that you can get on your Android or iPhone. Um, and I, again, it took me months to finally pull the trigger on this because I didn't want to do the subscription service. Um, but once I finally did, and this is again before Amazon Cloud Player came out, I was actually pleasantly surprised, um, mostly because um, now with Amazon, it's all your music, and um, yep. you know as much as you can upload if you want to pay, you know, mm -hmm. the larger twenty gig or whatever or higher. With Audio, you can upload your music. Now a lot of the music that they have here is legal. They have um, deals with various uh, record companies. Um, and so there is an audio desktop player you could upload your music if it is, you know, in cahoots with that label. If it matches if the, they have it. If they no, have there's it. a lot of music that I have that isn't on the audio player um, uploaded onto that because they just don't have a deal yet with that specific uh, record company. But for the most part, it grabbed a ton of my music. And what I also like about it is that, you know, now I could just, oh, here are the strokes. If I want, I don't know if I want to buy it. I'm going to put it on my audio um, playlist, and I, you know, I'm paying the monthly fee. I am paying the 9.99 fee, and it's there. It's in the cloud. That's actually for me. Re a really great point. Is the sampling fact? I didn't even think about that. I love the sampling because I don't know if I'm going to purchase the song or the, the entire album, but I have it now in my collection. The other cool thing is that um, on the app itself and on the desktop, you can choose to have it go offline. So I have a ton of compilations that are offline that I could listen to without having to have 3G or Wi-Fi. So say The Strokes, um, this album here online, I could choose to make that, even though I don't technically physically own it, I could say, yes, add it to my collection, yes, sync it to my mobile, so I can listen to it whenever I want. It's kind of like having it on my phone. Um, the um, difference is, you know, they'll let you do that um, for, you know, how many gigs you have on your phone. Right. So this is 16 right. gigs. Now I'm down to 12, so I really only have 12 that I could fill up, so you got to be careful there. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I really like about RDO is the social aspect. Um, I like learning, you know, what my friends, because you follow people, just like you used to in Lala, and you used to mm -hmm. be able yep. to, like, say, recommend tracks and, and, and you know, see people's um, social... Um, you know, what, what, even just see what they recently listened to. Oh, I didn't know he liked that. Okay, I'm going to check that out. I like knowing and discovering music that way, too, with my friends. So that's why I like RDO. Um, the playlist, sh like the playlist sharing is great. When you know, like, you know, okay, listen, I know this person's got good taste in music. Mm -hmm. Oh, they just put up a new playlist. I'm going to go check it out. Yeah, you know, and and that, it's it, it's the closest to the mix. Like that's what all us music fans want. Like mm -hmm. you know, I I use atracks.com to put a mix up like once a month up on the web. Um, but the playlist on RDO, I, I, before I kill RDO, and now I'm second guessing killing RDO. Eileen, you you <laughs> <Sorry>. got me um, <laughs> because I want I want to share I want to share my music with my friends, and that's the perfect way to do it. So. Well, and, and it, you can follow, like, there's influencers like Spin Magazine yep. and, you know, Pitchfork and stuff. So they know, you know, they know their music, too. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I'm not ready to pull the trigger yet on RDO. I love having my app here. Um, and now I have it on the Zoom. And I could listen. I could create my playlist. I have my entire collection on here. And you could tell which one is offline because you see the little, um, like, I think that's supposed to be a cell phone. But it's an orange little bug here. I put Bruno Mars on, offline so I can listen to him whenever I want. Um, the thing about the Android app that I'm waiting for, um, it needs to be upgraded um, to give me, um, you know, 
new releases, a tab, uh, suggestions, recommendations, stuff like that, that I know the iOS people have. So um, just a little disappointed that the Android app hasn't been updated as, as well. Um, yet, but overall, I still I still um, use it quite a bit. I have a widget. The widget tends to just play anything. It's sort of like giving yep. me whatever kind of recommendation. It's just yeah. sort of recommending. It's not playing my actual playlist. All of a sudden, I'm just hearing music. Like I didn't add that to my collection. Well, but that's it's, it's okay. Like, it's it's like a radio. Yeah, and and that's I'm, how I looked at it. That, yeah. yeah, and I like it actually because then I'm learning about new music that I might not necessarily know mm -hmm. about. So I'm not quite ready to pull the trigger on. RDO quite yet, um, but again, some people may not want to pay that nine ninety nine or four ninety nine a month. So I totally understand. But there are a lot of pros to a service like this. They, and I they think do also have they do also have a Mac app uh, for the yes. desktop, like an iTunes like client uh, in the Mac App Store, which is a free download, I believe. Yep, um, it is a free download, and that's what yep. I synced all my music to. Yep. Or yeah. what I could sync my music yeah. to. <laughs> so. I, I, RDO is a great application. I mean, I've been using it for the past. I I, I signed on to it right when it launched, and then I, they did a free trial, and then I was like, ah, do I want to pay for it? And I didn't pay for it for a mm -hmm. while, and then Me I found too. myself on the on yeah, I found myself on the road a lot, and then I I, I I forgot my hard drive once, and so I didn't have any of my music with me, so I paid it up, I put it up for it, and I found myself really liking it. Um, it's a cool, you know, the, it's the folk, the founders of Skype. Uh, um, the, it's the, those guys, uh, Zenstrom yeah. and uh, Janice Fries. Uh, so they've been down this road with Kazaa and all that, that all that stuff early in the 2000s. So it's interesting to see them try to do it and do it legally. Yeah. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, now I'm second guessing canceling it. <laughs> I like that social aspect. I, I, really do. I do, and and that's the thing that I really love too. So I'm not I'm not quite ready. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I the playlist sharing is cool. I mean, yeah. that, that's the thing that I always want to do. I mean, like, I, I want to be able to make a mix for you and send it to you and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, and, and having the limited access to the catalog is really the one thing that's like, well, that's what I can use to justify canceling it. Got it. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. So, because I've already run into, I want this band and they don't have and it. And they're not there. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, you're definitely going to run into that. But I think they're still continuing to work with the relationships with various record companies and, Based on who they already have, I'm sure those other record companies are going to pony up. I hope. Yep. Yep. At some point, we hope so. In the meantime. In the meantime. Dun dun dun. Uh, why not make your own cloud? And uh, <laughs> what that's, you got, Jason? <laughs> that's the, the, the app that I spent the last week playing with. And I got to tell you, I love it. It's uh, Audio Galaxy Music. Number one, I'm, I'm fond of this basically because of audio galaxy it's almost like it's almost like uh how some people are fond of of napster because of its heritage audio galaxy was like the the music sharing service that came along after napster went away and yep. i actually did use audio galaxy you used back it? in you the day is there no way absolutely really? yes i i did use audio galaxy back in the you day you might be the first so, person i know who was like an extended user of audio galaxy are you, oh really yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was great i i don't know what it was about it but i discovered there was a there was a huge level of uh, music discovery in it. It wasn't just oh you know do they have this album that I've been been looking for, but you could sample a lot and kind of find 
uh, similar artists that you'd never heard of. I did a I discovered a lot of bands that I'd never heard of through Audio Galaxy um, back in the day. So it was really cool to see that they had an app, and I can't say that the app is anything like what you know what their service was then. But what it essentially allows you to do is create your own cloud. Now, I, I would venture to say that the problem with any of the cloud storage services, or at least the thing that would kind of detract me from using them right now. Um, in their current state is the whole upload your collection aspect mm -hmm. of it. I think it's a, it's a, you know, it's a time suck. It takes a long time to go through and pick, okay, well, I have a limited amount of storage, so I'll go through and pick just these, these you know, artists. Maybe it's a great thing to do from a curation standpoint, but it's going to take you a long time to do that. With Audio Galaxy, essentially, you, on, you, you have to run your own server. So mm -hmm. at home on my Mac Pro, I have uh, the Audio Galaxy server set up. It's just a program that automatically launches in, in the background when I boot up my computer, and it's pretty low footprint. I have it any performance issues um, and you essentially assign it the directories that you want it to look at so I've assigned it to my music library and then on the Android uh, on my device I think they also have an iPhone app that I've heard isn't nearly as good um, I don't I don't really know why but I actually really like like the uh, the Android app so um, so it's kind of surprising to me uh, that their iOS wouldn't be as good but uh, I'll go ahead and launch it right now and, uh, ooh, I missed a call. Okay, so <laughs> I'll rate later, and I promise I'll give you four or five stars. So it, it uh, works with iTunes XML, actually. You can point it at your iTunes XML, so it'll pull in all of your playlists and everything like that. Uh, artists, of which I have a ton. I mean, I probably have, you know, 60 gigs of music at home. Um, so I don't have to worry about syncing this to the cloud before I can use it. I can literally just have the server working on, at home, uh, have all of my artists and albums and genres and everything kind of sorted out through here. Um, who do, who do we want to play here? Let's go ahead and play a little dinosaur junior. Nice. Um, so I'll go ahead and launch into this and hopefully the music player is loud enough and it'll kick in here. There we go. All right. So it kicks in. The thing that I was really surprised about is that it doesn't really take a whole lot of time. Here, I'll turn it down. <laughs> That's really loud. It doesn't really take a whole lot of time to buffer. And actually, if you, let's see here. How do I get into the player? This, this is actually one of my downsides is that when you start playing a song, it doesn't automatically pop up the player. I don't know necessarily how you get back to the player other than going back out here, but it should kind of take you there once you're playing so that you have the controls in front of you. But if I was to click forward, it launches right into it almost immediately. Like that was like a two to three second buffer time between the tracks. And you know, I've, I've used playlists that are a total uh, random mix of my entire library and done the skip and I just, I guess I expected it to take a lot longer and be laggy, and it's not at all. Um, and then you can do other, you know, silly things, which I tested out uh, earlier in the week, you know, like tweet out the song that you're listening to, post it on Facebook, whatever, yeah. silly things like that. But, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of bells and whistles to Audio Galaxy. It just does what it does really well, at least for the Android it does. And you can create playlists and do all that kind of stuff. I love it. And another thing that um, that I like about this in comparison with some of just the regular music apps, let alone streaming music apps, is its ability to sync up album art 
like very easily. I don't know what it is, but any music app that I use on Android, when I'm playing MP3s, half of the album arts come up and half yeah. of them are just that stupid little music symbol. Yep. Yeah. And on Audio Galaxy, I swear every single time it plays an album, wow. if there's album art there, it, it appears and it appears right at the moment the song starts playing. Wow, so there's no really? It's just really art. well done. I love it. Yeah. I will right. totally be using this for a long time, cool. at least until there's a better solution. And if it, you know, if it ever comes around to there being a Lala replacement where I don't have to upload my music, I can just say, this is the stuff that I have, you know, replicate that. Great. But in the meantime, there's this. So Now, there are other apps out there that you possibly may be using and not the three that we mentioned. There's GrooveShark, Mog, MSpot. There's Spotify for those of you out there. Yep. Uh, who are not in America who can get Spotify. Yeah, we can't get that, so we can't talk about that and, here. And we should probably mention that RDO, I believe, is, is US, US only. only. Yeah. So, yeah. So There's Mog. Um, yep. Um, so, um, uh, but going back, I guess someone Slacker, wanted to... Slacker Radio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then some people just like Pandora. That's not yeah, a storage locker, but, true. you know, the yeah. people just mm -hmm. love just having streaming music. Um, so yeah. there's a lot of different... Um, you know, choices out there for you, uh, thankfully, so that you can customize your music experience and what you want. That's uh, right. I still don't think there's one out there that it beats everything else, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I think there's still that one be-all solution. Yeah, not I yet. Don't, I don't think it's there yet. I, and I don't think there'll ever be one be-all solution just because the music industry is just too, it's yeah. just too, with all the licensing and all that sort of stuff, it's too crazy. I think it's going to be somebody like Amazon or Apple to get us closer. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. I, I and I don't get me wrong. I'm rooting for RDO and I'm rooting for Spotify and I'm rooting for the you know these startups who are trying to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And Pandora and Pandora is a proven success, but we see what the limitations that Pandora brought to the table. You have no control over the next song. Yep. You know, but you know what? You know, we'll see. It's fun. You use them all. I use them all. Yeah. I love music. Yeah. So, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Take our poll. Yeah, we have a yeah. poll. And, uh, of course, I have to switch back over <laughs> to camera six, and then I can take it. All right. Uh, poll.cm slash 1058. Oh, we got a lot on there. Yeah, you know, it, it's like, well. where do you where do you draw the line? And I actually made it multi-select, so if people use a couple, they can uh, select their favorite. But uh, go to poll.cm slash 1058, and there's a bunch of services up there that you can kind of take a look at. Maybe you've never heard of some of these, and you can check them out in the meantime. Uh, but go ahead and uh, vote. and you know let us uh next week we'll we'll kind of cover what some of your favorite cloud music services are and uh go from there um we're we're going really long i today. know we are um so yeah, maybe really we should long. skip the voicemail and just yeah. go directly to the emails oh okay 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 we'll skip the voicemail and we'll go to email and um i'll kind of condense this um this is from mark friedman who says hey guys great first show thank you very much i'm very interested in purchasing my first android and could really use your help making that transition here's what's important to me in a mobile phone i'm most concerned about syncing my contacts and calendar items having imap access to my gmail syncing music and photos would be great but not as important i'm a mac iphone 4 address book iCal and MobileMe user. It works very well for me. I hope there is a good way to switch my phone to an Android, preferably the Nexus S 4G and Sprint when it comes out. He talks about more, gives me, um, gives us more uh, questions and really, uh, and then it says, any help would be great and much appreciated from Mark. So Mark, I wanted to answer this as someone who has moved from, and I still have my iPhone, but I, you know, I'm really using my Nexus phone um, more often than my iPhone. Um, I want to tell you that yes, if you are a former iPhone 4 user, um, the Nexus S is probably the phone that you will enjoy the most and not freak out uh, <laughs> because you've changed, you know, OS. That's just my um, 
experience and my um, advice. What I like about it is, A, the phone feels really good in your hand. B, um, it's snappy fast. You're going to get gingerbread right off the top of the bat, so you don't have to, you know, start with Froyo or anything, you know, below that. Um, and I, I, I just really think that the experience is going to be a much easier transition. It's going to be really different no matter what phone you pick up, but um, my suggestion is for any iPhone 4 user, you guys are really going to enjoy the Nexus S if you jump um, to the Android. Now, um, switching um, your mail, your calendar, your iPhone, Mark, what you've given me is um, you've given me a segment that I should probably do, you know, every couple weeks on the show is, you know, uh, how to move, how to switch, um, you know, platforms. And I think maybe I'll do something like that in the, you know, the next coming weeks. What do you guys think? Cool. Be, yeah. You think that'd be useful for people? I think a lot of totally. people want to know, right? Absolutely. So I'll break it down. You've got a bunch of questions here. I'll break this down. Maybe next week I'll have one question to answer. The next week after that, I mean, I've already told you which phone to get. So that should be a start, right? So <laughs> thank you, Mark. Start, thank you so yeah. much. And thank you very much for the segment and recurring segment idea. Yeah, I think the show's running short, so we need something to fill into the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We need more segments. Yeah, totally. So, <laughs> are we doing this next email? Or? Yeah, let's do this last one and then wrap All right. it up. Our last email comes in from Steve from St. Paul, who says, Hey, AAA team, love the first show, and I'm glad to see you on the Twit Network. He's uh, My two cents on the handset size question that we were talking about last week about <laughs> how big the phone should be. I have a fairly good-sized paw and never thought I could use a touchscreen for typing. I've been using my Samsung Vibrant Galaxy S for six months. The size is perfect. A foreign screen fits in the pocket nicely, and I can still type when I need to, though often I use voice input. The 4.3-inch 4, 4 phones, uh, though, seem ginormous. Such a little difference, yet a whole feel of the handset is different. Let's hope, we'll ha let's hope we keep having some range of choices new devices come out, especially since I'll probably have to get new hardware from eight when AT&T gobbles T-Mobile and have to go searching for a CDMA home. Oh. Uh, don't. Don't I worry know, I don't about even it. want to think no, about no. it. No, no. Yes, it's so way off. It might not even happen. You never know. But yeah, it sounds like the four inch is the right size, and he's right. The difference between the four three and the four inch, it, it, it's amazing how such a little difference can make it such a big improvement. But he does bring up um, that he uses the voice input. I started using that this weekend because I was just typing. I was texting people so much, my fingers were hurting, and I was like, oh, let me use voice input. And for me, it's not quite there yet, and I mm. still have to go back to the typing. So, but yeah, yeah, I've I've used the voice input quite a bit, um, and. Yeah, same deal. It's great. It's great, but it's probably not going to. It's going to require some editing after the. Fact. It's also not. It's not good in a when you're standing in the middle of a convention center no. with forty thousand people. And that like, is true. <laughs> yes, I want to meet you tonight. <laughs> I know when you're using the voice input, you almost always revert to like this robotic voice because that's the only thing that it can pick up better than anything else. Then you get the chicken. <laughs> I, I turn. I turn into my mother talking to somebody not from America. Yeah, yeah. Whenever she meets a foreigner, she's like, "Do you like New York?" And like. And so it's, <laughs> That's so funny. It's so true. You know, just um, going along the same lines, you know, about the size and whatnot, we did get an email, um, you know, uh, someone, uh, I I'm sorry, I'm not saying who it is, but said, you know, I'm surprised and typing and we were talking about fat fingers and um, this person said, I'm surprised you guys didn't mention swipe. Um, I like swipe, but I have to say I liked it better on the Galaxy Tab than I liked it on um, the phone. I used it for a while here on my phone, and then I kind of ditched it. But I did not. You know, I used Swipe for a couple of weeks, and I just kind of it didn't, didn't like grab it me. It didn't grab me. Um, I think it works great on a tablet. Amazon. Uh, one thing, did we mention with the App Store? No, that was last week, actually. Yeah, mm -hmm. the the free apps. One of their free apps last week was SwiftKey, oh, yeah. which is something that yeah. I used a while ago and then didn't 
continue using. And then this, when that came up, I was like, all right, I'll give it a try again. And I've actually been really liking that. So. Swift key? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it too, actually. But yeah, swipe we'll just bit, didn't we'll, grab me. That'll be in that, the That'll arena. have to be one. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, was a, one. I was a hardcore swipe user. I loved swipe when I had it on my Nexus One, and then I switched to the um, Nexus S, and I just been too lazy to install it. Yeah. Um, but I need to do something because the, the default uh, Android like keyboard, the keys are too small for me. I, I'm making yeah. typos like crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah not good. Okay. So. Well, All right. right, that does yeah. it. Here, I'll go ahead and throw up uh, the email address on the screen. That's it for this week. Don't forget, you can be a part of the show. Uh, you can send us an email at aaa at twit.tv. Send us a voicemail, 347-SHOW-AAA. And you can catch us live every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific at live.twit.tv. And that's it. See you next week, everyone. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Eileen. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. This is fantastic. Awesome. Bye. Take care.